What if there was a different way to live and work beyond the hustle and hype, beyond the never ending race to get more, do more, be more, a way that's nourishing, grounded, creative, and aligned with your deepest, truest self. You're listening to Alchemy in Action with me, your host, Amanda Cook. In each episode, we'll explore nature-based personal growth for high-achieving women. Join me to create a life and work that truly fit you, infused with meaning and magic. Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of the Wellpreneur Podcast. I'm your host, Amanda Cook, and this week I'm joined by conscious business coach Willow O'Brien, who you might remember from episode 135. And Willow and I have a really in-depth, awesome, super productive conversation about email overwhelm. This is a topic that I know is front of mind for many of you who just feel overwhelmed and annoyed by your inbox that, you know, people are just sending you emails and you're getting too much junk and you just can't keep up with it all. That's what we're talking about in this week's episode. So Willow and I are going to share our personal strategies on how we manage our business and our personal inboxes a slew of tools that we use that integrate with Google Apps, which we use to to be our email provider, and also some key mindset shifts to help email just feel a lot more easy and flowing. So if you ever just feel like you want to delete your whole inbox and go back to the days before email, I think this episode is really going to help you. And the way we're sharing strategies, we share strategies that work for us now, where we both have assistants who help with our email, but we also talk about what we did before we had assistants. So I think no matter what point you are, whether you've got an established team or you're just getting started, you'll be able to take away some tips and strategies about email from this episode to help you out. Now, don't forget that you can get all the links, and there's a lot of them in this episode, in the show notes, which are always available on the website at wellpreneuronline.com. And also, you can come connect with us and other Wellpreneurs in the Wellpreneur community on Facebook, where it's a free group to join, and we're always talking about this week's episode. So I know this topic is such a juicy one, and it's front of mind for so many of us, so I look forward to really chatting with you about what tools and strategies you're using to manage your email over in the community group later this week. Okay, let's just jump into this conversation with Willow. It's a bit of a long one. It's like 42 minutes, but we just has so much to talk about and so much to share. And I think you're really going to enjoy it. So here we go. Hello, Willow. Welcome back onto the podcast. Thank you for having me, Amanda. I'm so happy to be back. Yes. So we, as everyone will know, if they listen to your last episode, which was episode 135, so everyone can go listen to that one. We actually know each other in Hong Kong. And a few weeks ago, we were together and we started riffing on email. And I just thought this conversation needs to happen on the podcast. So we're going to like rehab that spin off from that conversation here and see how we go because email is such a, a hot, overwhelming topic within the Wellpreneur community. But first, Willow, just for people that didn't listen to your first interview, can you just let everyone know what it is you do? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the easiest way to say it is that I'm a transformational business coach, and I do emotional and strategic support with visionary entrepreneurs around the world. So many of my clients are naturopaths and wellness coaches, as well as everything from creators, you know, designers. The way I like to say it is I work with people who have a gift coming through them or a big message to share. 
And we do the emotional support, which is kind of getting you out of your own way. And then the strategic support, which is a lot of like systems and processes and how are you going to make money doing this thing that you love? So that's where that that email question comes in and is a ripe topic for my clients as well. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I mean, it's just like this flood of to-dos and just overwhelm that comes in. And and I, where I'd like to start is one of the comments we made when we were having this conversation in person, I was getting really riled up and I was like, I get so annoyed and I feel like it's so unfair that anybody can send you an email and they're just like <laughs> adding to your to-do list and adding to your stuff that you need to deal with. And to me, like that's just unacceptable that anybody can just start dumping stuff on you. So let's just start by how are you feeling about email these days? Do you feel like you have a system that's working? Is it something that goes back and forth? How's yeah, such a great question just to take my temperature now, because I'll tell you what, like if you would have asked me six months ago, I had a lot more like anger <laughs> around my email. And now it's feeling so much lighter. And I can share with you the reasons why. But just even to go back to like that frustration, and, and certainly what has fueled you and I's resonance around this topic is that I agree with you, like, I don't really put it in those words necessarily. But the having to manage email on top of all the other things that you're managing in your business, in your life, in your personal life, in your own health, like all these things, right? And then like to have to put email on top of it, that is like this sensation that I'm kind of hearing from you is almost like that resentment, like seriously, another thing and the, the having to manage it. And and actually, I like in this kind of similar, which all of you listening can really tune into is I remember back when I first had a TiVo. Do you remember TiVo? So it's like basically totally had one. Yeah, yeah totally, where you record shows. And I remember saying this to somebody like, well, I have to catch up on my TiVo. And, he, and I remember my friend saying something to the essence of like, why are you giving yourself another thing to catch up on when you're already, you may already be feeling behind? And so I think that that really changed my outlook. Like this is my choice, right? And this is kind of a motto I use, which is like, I will not be a victim of my choices. Like you have agency. This is your inbox. This is your business. You can run it how you want. Now from there we can come from an empowered place of choice and agency and actually take some actions so that it feels lighter and we can support ourselves in it, especially if you're feeling overwhelmed by it to the point of actually hindering or affecting your business because you're not in there replying to things or taking care of your customers. I think I had a very similar insight and it was like, so what I like to do, which I know you do too, is when I have that feeling, like when I get angry about something, then as soon as the emotion passes, I try to like step back and just question it. Just be like, huh, that's interesting. Where did that come from? And when I went through that process with this, that what you labeled resentment, which I think that's a really accurate word for it, this feeling of like, it's so unfair that anyone can send me stuff and then, and I just have to deal with it. And I realized then I don't have to deal with it. Actually, there's no gold star for getting to inbox zero. And for a long time on and off, that was my goal was like inbox zero. Like I was always trying to deal with every email in my inbox. And I've just come to accept that, you know what? I didn't ask you to email me. Like I don't have to deal with all those emails in my inbox if I don't want to. And that's been now, obviously, you know, you have a business to run. So you need to put some systems and processes in place and we can talk about that. But I'm, I'm letting a lot more just fall to the wayside and trying to be okay with that. And that yeah. has helped so much just feel, you know, just to take the pressure off. 
Yeah. And I think you hit on something there, which is the underneath it all. And I think this is actually in so much of our lives and our businesses, which is this letting go. Because I think it's so easy to want to like hold on so tight to everything and be able to control everything and be so on top of it and be so efficient. And it's like, there's a point when you're like white knuckled trying to do everything and you're totally exhausted. This is actually, I mean, I love speaking to to all the wellpreneurs because you guys get adrenal fatigue and it's like, what could be more extreme than like white knuckling everything in your business? So And, you know, this is our opportunity to rest into ease and create more flow, even in our very own inboxes. One thing I've noticed that could be a factor, I know it was for me, but when people especially were transitioning from like a corporate job, or if you've always been the good girl or the Mm. good boy for the guys out there listening, is that, which I definitely was, and I still struggle with that. But like in the corporate world, you might actually get rewarded for replying to every email. Like you might be the diligent, good employee that's like on top of everything and so reliable. But actually when running your own business, like that doesn't really matter most of the time because it's all about, did you actually do something to move your business forward today? You know, did you go out and talk to a new client? Did you do something like more forward moving like that? And email doesn't usually fit the bill for one of those. So just putting that out there that there might be some resistance to overcome just because of kind of how we've been conditioned to deal with everything. Um, That's such a great point. You hit on a really big thing there, which I think so many entrepreneurs deal with, which is this feeling of like wanting to do it right, wanting to do it the best way, wanting to be so good. You know, so this is where I think you can start clarifying. This is like the the where it, why it's so important to start clarifying how you're using your inbox. What are the important messages? You know, which actually even comes even further down to what is your focus in your business right now, so that you can consciously choose what you're saying yes to and what you can con like basically what I call uh, consciously procrastinate on or consciously shelve. Right. Mm -hmm. So you're actually, you know what you can say no to or just delete because it's not in your focus for what you're working on right now. I love it. Conscious procrastination. Mm -hmm. It's Um, totally a thing. It's fantastic. So Willow, (laughs) let's get into like the nuts and bolts. So what's working for you now for email? So I will share with you how I had done it for a long time. And, and I, I have literally like shared this with clients and spoken on the topic many times of the way that I used to manage email. And it's a pretty effective email if you want to do this, uh, sorry, uh, way of doing things if you want to do it on your own. But it was essentially what I called like triaging my email. So I would first go through and just like do a, a sweep of my inbox And I would just look at what are the most important things in here? What are these, you know, kind of you're almost like rising them to the surface. Do you mean like every day or a few times a day or what are you talking about? How often? um, I would say, well, ideally, you're not checking your email like so often during the day. But I would definitely say at minimum, the first time you choose to check your inbox in a day. So like this morning, I already did this where I opened it up and I just skimmed over it, really, just to look at like, what are priorities and what are anything that I really need to make sure that I take care of. And if I can't take care of it right away, if it's not something like super small, then I'll star it. And so I have like some starred things that I know that I need to, to, to take care of. But I will tell you something that I found in the midst of my like massive email overwhelm is that 
I'd be like, cool, I did my triage. I could go through and like star things that are important, but I actually never went back and handled those important emails. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So as you and I have talked about, like I actually finally brought on an assistant to help me, which there are so many people that are like, how are you going to possibly do this? And I was that same way. I was like, I have no idea how I'm going to do this. And I actually even had my assistant like research and look into it because she hadn't done it either. So I had her look into some best practices and the way to do it. And what was hilarious is like she was sharing articles with me about how to take care of your inbox and stuff. And I was like, here's the deal. I don't need tips on how to take care of my inbox. I know how. I'm just choosing not to. I'm hiring you to help me do it. I was like, I don't need tips. I got all the tips in the world. I'm just literally choosing to to help, you know, have some support with this. And sometimes it's even that she'll be on the phone with me and we'll just go through it together. And it helps because then instead of me having to look and take the time to delegate to her or whatever, we can just be on the phone on one of our weekly calls and I can say, oh, that email, if you could just write back to them and da, 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 da. It's like almost like, a secretary taking notes. And then she's like, got it. She's super on it. So we can talk a little bit more about how she helps me with that. But I want to also share with you how beneficial it was just to even go through the process of preparing to have someone else in my inbox. Yes, yes. Talk about that. And then I'll Ready jump in with mine. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. So this was really, really powerful for me. And I feel like the biggest game changer that I've ever experienced in my inbox management was that I knew I was going to have someone else in my inbox with me, which is daunting because how can anyone else be me? Like it just felt really, I I wasn't sure how it was going to go. Well, one of the things that I really wanted to make sure of is that every single email, as much as possible, I wanted to make sure every single email that came into my inbox was relative to my business. And the thing is, is that over time, we end up signing up for different newsletters. We, you know, we just have our email address in like every single thing in the whole world. So all those were coming into one inbox. So several things like while they may be relative to my own knowledge or becoming or what have you about me, doesn't necessarily, it's not necessarily actionable for my business. So my vision, and that's this is really important for everyone listening, is you can actually have, what's your vision? You want potential clients to be contacting you. Maybe you want press and people asking you that you want them to be, fe- you know, they want you to be featured on their podcast. Like think of all the things you want your inbox to be receiving. And then everything else that's not necessary needs to go into a different mailbox. So... I did this in a few different ways. And I I had heard you talking about this on one of your recent podcasts about how you had first started using Unroll Me. Mm -hmm. And I think we all sort of used that at the very beginning. And then I don't know about you, but like it quickly just didn't serve me that well. Mm -hmm. So I don't even recommend Unroll Me. I think that honestly, Unroll Me is pretty much just another way of unsubscribing things. Like I don't think it's easy to process through. And then a huge one that I do highly recommend is SaneBox. But even SaneBox, which basically makes it for anyone listening who doesn't know what it is, it's a really easy way of just dragging your in a certain email to a folder. And you can have different ones. So I could have like SaneBox Mindset. I could have SaneBox Marketing. I can have Sane, whatever you want the, the things to be. But you can have these different folders. Like say I want one just for Hong Kong. Once you drag that email to that box or that folder, it automatically remembers next time that comes, that email comes in from that sender, filter it to this folder. Problem with that is that I never look in those folders. Totally. I went through this phase too and used Sanebox. Just, just as level setting for everybody, we're talking about things that plug into Gmail and Google apps, right? Yes, I guess. 
I've only used Google Apps for like the longest time. So I wouldn't have even realized that Sanebox doesn't work with anything else. But I guess that you're right. Yeah, we both use use Google Apps for business. Yeah, Google Apps. Yeah. So I had a very similar situation that the act of preparing to have somebody else help made a huge difference. And I think that's like a big takeaway that everybody listening could start to action. Even if you don't want to hire an assistant now, maybe it's something you look at doing next year, for example. But just that act of saying, okay, here at the most basic, here's my personal email and here's my business email. Mm -hmm. Just separating that out into two accounts, even if you check them both, is huge. And then at some point, I went a step further and said, okay, for business email, what's the stuff that's like customer service or like what kind of business emails am I getting? And I went a step further and separated that out. So we've got like a customer service email. And then I've got like my personal work. I've got my personal email and my work email. And then we've got this customer service account. And that for me, even though I was checking all three accounts in the beginning, Mm -hmm. made a huge difference because it makes you think objectively about like, what kind of inquiries are you actually going to get? So you're going to have customer service things. You're going to have clients maybe trying to schedule stuff, which you shouldn't do because you should have an online calendar. Um, like acuity <laughs> scheduling, that's a different topic. You might have press inquiries. You're going to have, oh, who, you know, just all that yeah. kind of stuff. People pitching themselves to be podcast guests and guest posts, like stuff that comes in for me. So you're going to have that kind of stuff. And if you start to think about it, you can start to think, well, actually, I personally don't need to respond to those. Someday I can hire somebody to do that. And just that process of like extracting everything out has been amazing and really like keeps it a lot cleaner and also has made it really easy to transition to an assistant because now I have somebody that handles all of those customer service emails too. And actually, I tell people like, if you want to get in touch with me, the worst thing to do is email me because basically I'm not going to reply. I'm really bad at replying to emails. So if you actually want to get something done with Wellpreneur, you've got to email the main account that goes to my assistant because it'll probably get lost unless you're like Oprah. Even if you're Oprah, it might get lost if it comes to me. (laughs) You got to go to my assistant. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and, and there's another piece here that's really, so I do that same thing in a way and that any public facing email, unless I definitely want it to come to me and I definitely want it to just you know, be to me for my business, which I will give them my my main email address. But if it's something that's more of like a potential client or kind of that customer support email, like how you use yours, more of like a a front facing who knows what's going to come in there, but I want to make sure that it hits. So I have what I have for that is like an alias, that's just like a hello at and that then automatically sends an email to me and my assistant. So she'll receive it. So I kind of set it up as an alias in that it's not her name, it's not my name, but it's like a hello at. So it's kind of this general one that we both get pinged. And then that way she can kind of take care of it. So we haven't gone to the level, I haven't needed the level of like a, a customer support help desk. But what's nice is that it's it's already out there and ready. So if we did need to do it, that's what would already be forward facing. It's already what most people would have. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about tech for a second. And I'll kind of tell people how I stepped into this. So I created, I use Gmail. And now I use Google Apps for business like you do. But Mm -hmm. I started with just the free Gmail account. So I had my personal account. And then with my domain, I created like my business email, which I did at GoDaddy, where I made my domain. And I forwarded that to Gmail. So this is like the free kind of hack to cobbled together way to have a business email. 
But ultimately, I really recommend moving to like Google Apps, which you have to pay for. It's like, what, six bucks a month per account or something? Uh, I thought it was five. But yeah, something like It's really worth it. It's really good. So worth (laughs) it. And it looks really professional. So anyway, but what we did... And it's free to do these aliases too. So if you did want to do an alias, yeah, it's just, it's called a group underneath the admin panel. It's called groups. And so then that group, then you can define, okay, I want this group to be called hello at, and then where does it get sent? It gets sent to these people. So there's a little bit more involved in that technically, but um, it's, I have actually like aliases for several things that then can even go to me and someone that's even out of my organization, my domain, like if I'm doing an e-course with somebody, I've kind of got this catch-all. Nice. Oh, awesome. Yeah, I ha- I'm not using aliases at all, actually, yet. So that's oh, really good. Too. I have so many. Yes. Oh. <laughs> um, so what I've been doing is, so I have actual email accounts set up for me and my assistant, which I pay for on Google Apps. But then, oh, okay. So then originally, like the way we started it before we moved to Google Apps was I created this like catch-all account, right? Like the public facing account. And that used to run into its own Gmail account. And I checked it for a while. Then when I got my assistant, I had my assistant check it. And over time, I was getting a little bit, I guess I'm slightly controlling sometimes. And usually she could handle everything. But occasionally, like if she was on vacation and I need to go in and answer something, I didn't know exactly what their conversation was about, or I'd have to like search through the threads and which is pretty good in Gmail, but it just felt a little bit clunky. So we moved over a year ago now to something called Help Scout. And it's free for one account. And oh my gosh, it's amazing. So I don't even pay for like a Google Apps account for this main email account. All we do is use Help Scout. So it runs into Help Scout and either one of us can check it. And it Mm. is like so awesome because it's like a customer service system, but it's really easy. You can always see if somebody emails, it will show you immediately the other times they've contacted you. There's a way that like my assistant and I can write each other notes about an email like how we want to respond to it or assign it to each other to respond back to. So sometimes she'll just assign me an email with a little note and say, I need to handle this one because X, Y, Z. And we can just do that all without having to send each other separate email conversations about emails, which got really weird and meta. <laughs> if you have an assistant, you'll know about that. So she have her own separate email address that's separate from this customer service. She thing does, too. but it's okay. only used, I just email that. Like nobody else emails her at that. Oh, okay, it's just okay. for like her and I to... And is she never initiating or sending emails on your behalf to anyone? Yeah, she does it. She does it directly from the info account. Oh, so it, facing account from Help Scout. So then it comes back into Help Scout. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. This is actually something that I, I came up with my assistant here recently where I was like noticing how I wanted to know how an exchange went with her and somebody else. So you kind of just hinted to that. And I was like, I actually talked it out with her where I was like, I'm kind of, I don't have access to her account. Like she's got access to it. I don't have like a password to her email address. Otherwise I would pop in there and see what the exchange was and I would just do it. But I actually haven't done that. And I talked to her about this, like part of me is wanting to do this. Sometimes I'm wanting to just know this exchange and how that went and just to be able to look at it. But I also know myself in the sense that like, I'm curious about that. And yet I can see how I'll just like, get my little like busy hands into it and wanting to take a look. And instead, we actually talked about this, like where she was like, you know what, if you need to know something like that, just ask me. And I had had that before, actually, we had had this exchange with somebody I'd rented a space for for a workshop. And I was like, hey, how did that end up going? And she totally shared like the conversation with me and just forwarded it to me. So we actually decided it's really best that I don't have my hands in it. 
only because it really does allow me that much more to fully and I trust her like implicitly. She's just done nothing but wonders with my business and supporting me. So it would be a different story if I didn't trust her, if I didn't feel like she was as capable. But it was a real thing where I was like, you know, this is just another area for me to really receive support in and really outsource this and not have my hands in it. And if I am curious about an exchange or how that went, she can forward me the conversation. Yeah, it can totally work either way. I think, I don't know, I guess because of our different time zones and things, sometimes I just like to be able to hop in and deal with stuff. But this is a good, uh, where do you draw the line? Exactly. I think it's actually good for me that I can't hop in and do stuff. I really do think but that then, that's... But then like my my little like devil's advocate side is like, well, what if she ever leaves? Or like, what if she gets hit by a bus? God forbid. Or, you know, when like worst case, well, like, could you get access to all that? Oh, totally. Data? Of course, because I have the admin for the whole Gmail account. So oh, I'd right. be able to set that password at any time. Like that's I true. can get access to it if I want to. But it's right now best that I just yeah. don't. <laughs> totally makes sense. So, and what's nice is like even in my inbox all the time, like she's checking into things and she'll sometimes, sometimes she'll take care of it. Sometimes she'll ask me a question about it. So she's always kind of like checking into my inbox and seeing how it's going. We have two calls set up a week, her and I. And so we'll be like, hey, you know, and we, we learned this over time. So everyone listening, if this just feels like so crazy and so scary that you'd possibly have someone in your inbox, just know that we, I've really taken this on with my assistant of like, Hey, let's see how this goes. And then we'll learn things, you know, like the thing I just told you, or what I realized is that I can't, I'm not very good at like giving myself homework. Like if it's like, Oh, sure. I'll take care of that. Sometimes it just doesn't get done. Cause I'm trying to manage all these other things. So I'm actually like, I will pay you to sit here while I like check my email we do that and too. We'll go through this together. Yeah. yeah. Otherwise it literally just won't get done. It's my yeah. least favorite thing. I don't really want to do it. So literally sometimes she can do other things and I'll be like, cool, let me just like bang out a reply to this person really fast. Or I'll like sort of dictate a reply that she can do. And then another just scenario. So you guys have this in your mind of what's possible is that sometimes she'll even just create drafts. So then she'll say, hey, there's a few emails in your drafts. And and then all I have to do is quickly review it, add a thing or delete something and then hit send. And it's just that much faster. It actually gets done versus waiting for me to come up with the email altogether. Totally. We do that too. Oh, so, so, so good. But for everybody listening, like just remember, even if you're not at the point that you have an assistant, and even if you just hire an assistant, this probably isn't the first thing you're going to outsource, right? So I would just go back to starting with like really not only curating what's in your inbox, I'm super into curation right now. So like unsubscribing from stuff that you don't need and like really getting your arms around it and really separating out work from personal just yeah. to make it easier for yourself in the future. And I, I would actually I mean, just make sure you're really clear on that whole like work versus personal because interestingly enough, I haven't really sorted out my work versus like mine isn't sort of categorized like work versus personal. But the big one that I categorized, I would say big three, one is like everything that's like directly to me personally, or my business. So those all still come to my main email address. But then I have this other inbox that's for all of my subscriptions. So that was the big thing that I did is I totally changed the email address to go to this other inbox. And then there's a third one that I haven't mentioned yet, but it's really, really important. And I think a lot of you who are even the idea of having someone in your inbox is that they're going to know like all your business. And one of those scary things is your finances and what's going on with your books. And so I actually, a long time ago now, have set up a separate account for my bookkeeper. 
And so I've got a books at address and that's all my bookkeeping. So all my financial data, all my logins and everything go to that email address. So any, and then what's nice is that I can also, anytime I'm buying something online, I can actually put the email address at books at. So the receipt automatically gets sent there. And then that's nice because my assistant isn't, even though she knows she can forward things to books at Willow Loves You, but she doesn't have access to like all those emails. She doesn't see all the, not that I care because I totally trust her, but like she doesn't see all the income that's coming in, all those charges that are happening, all the receipts. We can keep all that noise where it should be. Mm, awesome. That's so interesting. I love that we both have these different approaches to how we do yeah. it. It's really good because I think it gives people like ways that they can kind of tailor it to fit them. Because mm-hmm. I have all that stuff coming into like my work account, which she doesn't have access to. Gotcha. You gotcha. Know, so she doesn't see it. Yeah. But then anything she'd need to deal with, I just forward to the info account, which then goes into Help Scout. Gotcha. You know, yeah. so it's so kind of because I agree, like we, I kind of wanted that, you know, I just like that she's not really relevant to her job. So she doesn't need to have yeah. access to all of that. And my and my bookkeeper even can send emails from that account. Like it's totally my oh, bookkeeper's cool. kind of email address. So anything that comes there. So every once in a while, since I'm not in there all the time, my bookkeeper will actually like forward me something <laughs> to my main address and be like, hey, just heads up. Did you see that this is happening on this card or whatever? You know, just in case I'm like wasn't in there for so long that I didn't notice it. I'll tell you, though, another piece that I want to say about this, like kind of shifting into these categories and having these different inboxes for any of you guys who have worked out of your house for a long time and then got a separate office space, that same like relief and kind of love. So my experience when I finally got an office space outside of my house was this feeling that I could come back to my house and like love it so much more. That helping me just have a a different space really help. Now I have like an office in my house, which is nice, but I still have an office that I go, I can go to at any time. So that same relief I have to share with you guys is exactly what I feel with my inbox that now gets all of my chosen newsletters that I've subscribed to. It's like fun for me to go over there and check into them because I've chosen to receive those. They're all in one place. I know that there's nothing, not one thing in that entire inbox that is demanding of my attention. It's all choice. I can choose to look at it or not, which is an amazing feeling for an inbox, right? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Oh, I love it. So you can still get just the newsletters that you're most excited about now, not just like the thousand ones that you signed up. Yeah. Or five years ago when you were just learning something. Exactly. Yeah. And I do, I do have some of those still going to like some sane box folder in my main account that I barely look at. I just, I was like, there's definitely like, I've been, I mean, you and I have been online and, and I've certainly have been in business for a long, long time. So this all did not happen magically overnight. I've just allowed it to be like this, you know, so obviously like there's still things like I'll get a random in, email in my inbox that's a newsletter that I'm like, either this needs to be unsubscribed or this needs to be shifted to this other one. So I can make those choices. So it's like kind of still happening. But there was a lot of old stuff, right? Like the unroll me or the sane box stuff. And I gave myself permission to not actually go and like fix it all. I was just like, you know what? There's some folders over here that I can choose to look at. So I kind of almost treat those folders that are there the same as this other account. But what I do know is that this other account is the most present, current stuff that I actually want to pay attention to because it's the stuff that I actively changed to the new email address. Yeah, I love it. Okay, so another tool we haven't talked about that I am just totally in love with is Boomerang. Do you use Boomerang? 
Yeah, every once in a while I do, for sure. So Boomerang is a plugin for Gmail or Google Apps. And basically, like, you know how Boomerang, you throw it out and it comes back. That's what Boomerang is. So Boomerang basically lets you to Boomerang emails. And this is the only way I ever remember to follow up with people or it would just (laughs) never happen, (laughs) follow-ups. So basically, like, you know, if I I send an email to somebody and I'm waiting for a reply, What I'll do is when I send it, it puts a little checkbox and you can say boomerang this email in and you pick a time. So I'm like boomerang this email next week if and then if is like if I don't get a reply or if regardless, like definitely send this one back to me or if I don't know, it has a few options. So every time I send an email that I know I need to check back for a reply on, like to my accountant, for example, I'll send them something and then I'm like, I need to get a reply on this. So I'll take the box, boomerang this in a week if I haven't gotten a reply. And then in a week, if I haven't gotten a reply, that email pops back up in my inbox. And oh my gosh, this is, I mean, literally I would never follow up. This is the only way I can send follow-up emails. I try <laughs> to put them on my calendar and that sort of works. But like this for me is like the easiest way. It also has a feature that you can like, say send later so you could like write an email I do a lot oh see, I never use that one how do you use really? that feature yeah I mostly do it where so I often will sometimes hit my stride like late at night but I don't want maybe a client or whoever to receive depending on where the time zone they're on right time zone is kind of a funny thing because sometimes my late at night is actually in the morning for some people but if I want to make sure that they receive it kind of just right at the beginning of their day I'll do a send it later, like send this tomorrow morning at 9am so that I can do all this productive work at night, but then they don't receive it until the morning. Mm -hmm. I've heard of people using it for like replying to emails like on the weekend, but if you don't want your clients to know you're working on the weekend, so then you send them Monday. But I just, to be honest, I just have stopped going into my work email on the weekends most of the time. So I've kind of eliminated that problem. But yeah, Boomerang, really so awesome. And you can Boomerang like 12 a month for free. And after that, you have to pay for it. So question for you. So I I have done Boomerang and it came back in my inbox. And I, so in this one instance, it came back in my inbox and I was like, gosh, what am I going to say to her at this point? Like there was something about it that I wasn't feeling right for me to follow up again. And I wasn't quite sure. Uh Can you, can you Boomerang again without emailing that person? You can't. So I just check it and then hit Boomerang again and it'll do it. Yep. Okay. So sometimes like this also happens, like if I have a strategy session with somebody and they don't sign up, like, you know, after strategy session, I always send like a little thank you or an email summarizing what we talked about. Mm -hmm. And I'll just boomerang that email for a month from now. So there isn't really an active follow up, but it just reminds like there's no like outstanding thing I'm waiting for. But it's just like a tickler for me to be like, there's an old corporate term coming back. Put a tickler (laughs) on your calendar. That's so lame. I'm so not corporate that I was like, oh, that's cute. That's so lame. No, I shouldn't have even said that. It's like bad corporate speak. But it's basically like a prompt to me to be like, oh, right. I had this strategy session with this person a month ago. Maybe I can just check in with them again. And so, yeah. And I do that with, oh my gosh, like subscriptions that are going to expire. I'll like, so like if I sign up for a new SaaS service or something and it'll be like, this is good for six months, then I'll boomerang that for like just before six months. So that I remember that it's coming due and it's going to charge me again. Like I'm, I should start, I should get an affiliate fee for Boomerang. Yeah, (laughs) actually, I'll just share one of the ways I use Boomerang really big time that is similar to what you're saying is that I will send out feedback forms to clients 
um, which is kind of like a survey. So anyone who's doing feedback forms or surveys, when you know you, um, or even actually another great one, I'm sure for you, Amanda, is like when you ask somebody to be a guest on your podcast, Mm -hmm. right? You need to make sure that you don't like drop the ball, like, hey, I've emailed this person and I haven't heard back from them. So same thing. And this is actually, I want to just come to something for the wellpreneurs listening, which is the energy that you hold around your ask. So if you're asking somebody to come on your podcast, if you're asking somebody to to fill out a feedback form or survey, the energy and the intention that you're holding around this is really important. And what I mean by this is that you are not just letting it go, right? Like this is important to you. And just like anything that's important in your life, you're not letting it go. You're not letting it fall through the cracks. So by you actually having some kind of a using boomerang or something like that so that it comes up in your sphere and you can follow up. This is like the art of the follow-up, which is like the hugest reason why so many people aren't successful is that they drop while they never follow up, right? So by you having that intention, by you following up, hey, this may have, you know, because here's what often happens and everyone listening will identify with this is like, we'll read an email and we're like, cool, I'll get back to that. And the next thing you know, it's 20 emails down in your inbox and it's just off your radar. So I love people actually who follow up with me because it's like, oh, right. I totally read that. I've even been thinking about it over the last few days. I just haven't made space for it. Thanks for the reminder. I'll take care of it. So that same energy and intention, you can quickly follow up within that same week. Hey, just following up. I, this may have you know got a few down on your inbox, but this is really important. Hoping you can take care of this today. Whatever that is, but you've got that energy and intention, which actually helps whoever you're emailing to make it a priority as well. Yes. Oh, I love it. Yeah. I can't tell you how many times I have to talk to clients about following up because I think people feel uncomfortable doing it. But I have to say, like, I mean, running a podcast and pitching guest posts and being pitched to be on podcasts, you've just got to keep following up with people because everyone's so busy that even if they're like, oh my gosh, she looks amazing, they probably just forgot to reply. So there's no shame in following up. Totally. Yeah. Um, (laughs) And to not take it personally. I mean, that's right up there with like, oh, I sent them an email, but I didn't get anything back. Like, don't take it personally. Like, you know, all of us have these mixed feelings about our inboxes and it's really not about you. It's about whatever's happening in our own lives, right? There's so much more than meets the eye with everyone. And I always think that, I don't know if you've ever had this thought, Amanda, like that feeling of like, where somebody can see you posting online or posting photos on Instagram, but you still haven't gotten back to their email. Oh, no, I know. <laughs> yeah. So, but this is why it's so important to not take it personally because, and it's also not even a judgment about like if you're good at email or you're bad at email. Like I flat out own that I'm not really the biggest fan of email. Like sometimes it works out great and it's really beneficial, but. Otherwise, I've actually really tried to minimize it. And through the process of everything with my assistant and I think just my energy and intention uh, around it, it's been amazing to see it transform. Like now the emails that are coming in are complimentary consult sessions or applications to work with me or uh, requests to be on podcasts. Like that's what I want my inbox full of, right? It's all these opportunities and great dialogue. So that's when, you know, basically this is about choosing to make your inbox feel the way you want it to feel. Okay, well, we've got to wrap up this conversation. But if you could like leave everyone listening with one tip about email or one, how about one like action step they could take? I have a whole nother thing that I want to say. And I I, I just want to add it here, which I think is really key because um, this can be another big one for people with their email is because we didn't mention it and which is canned replies. So of course, yeah. Yeah. And I know you have that in your help scout, 
thing, right? Mm-hmm. Where you start, start developing some canned replies. Mm-hmm. So this is a, a big one in terms of managing the energy that you're putting into your email. So email is like mental energy, yes, but it's also a lot of emotional energy. And so what then this is actually where you can identify what might be really taxing you in your inbox right now is that it might be a lot of emotional energy. So one thing I started doing a long time ago is every time I'd write an email to a client or, or to somebody, I would copy and paste that over into, at the time I was using Evernote. So essentially what it looked like is I had this big Evernote document of all these canned replies. And anytime I would copy and paste it and maybe edit it a little bit, I would just then copy and paste that again and put it back over there. So anytime I had to reply to something, because usually you're replying in these consistent ways, I would just have this reference. So it totally supported me mentally, emotionally, physically, time-wise to be able to have this reference and this go-to of like, hmm, wonder if something in here is going to be pretty close to what I'm looking for, especially when it's like saying no or declining something or something like that, right? Ooh, good ones. Yeah. We actually were doing that, especially for something that's really like a repetitive type of reply. So I've never done one for saying no or declining, but I think that's awesome because those take a lot of emotional energy. Mm -hmm. Um, but such such a great idea. We would do them for things like pitching people. So like pitching people to be guests or pitching me to be a guest. We basically wrote up a pitch and you can save it in Gmail or in Google apps as a canned response. Like there's a little drop down menu that you can have a whole series of canned responses. So we would have them in there and now they're in help scout, but that was a cool way that I could do it. And then when I gave it to an assistant, it could still be consistent and she could use the same response. So yeah. thank you for mentioning that. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. That's a big one. I didn't want to <laughs> go left unsaid here because it's it's a big one, especially when you're feeling really taxed or overwhelmed about your inbox. That That's about like supporting yourself emotionally, mentally, physically with this task. You know, Tim Ferriss has quite a bit on outsourcing email as well. He has a whole post. It's from a few years ago, but about how he outsourced email to an assistant. And he yeah. also has a few posts on using autoresponders for his email. So he basically puts an autoresponder on his email that says, I don't check email. And here's basically how you get in touch with me. And it lists like eight things. So it's like, if you want, if you're here to pitch to do a guest post, XYZ, if you're contacting me about being a client, then XYZ, if you're contacting like this whole list of things, which I've never done that, but I know that sometimes I contact businesses and they do have autoresponders like that. You know, I actually have that flat out on my contact page. So on my contact page, it's Mm. like, here's all these ways. Like, are you interested in working with me? Do this. You want to organize an event? Do this. Do you want to write me a testimonial? Awesome. Do this. Have a quick question? Do this. Like, is this a technical thing? Like, so I like run them through all these things. And then if all else fails, then you can use the contact form. (laughs) But I like literally direct them to all these different places first. Total self-help. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Big time. Totally. Awesome. Okay. We've got to wrap this up. One final tip, one action people can take this week. I think it's to really just remember to, to support yourself in this, you know, that like, instead of coming from a place of overwhelm, which I think it can often be rooted in this like victim or woe is me, or, you know, like, oh my God, I can't handle it. It's like, you can actually handle this. So step back into feeling really empowered about it, having agency about it, know that it's probably not going to transform overnight, but just start giving some energy to it and some love to it. And so supporting yourself by giving some love and energy to it is, you know, whether you need to create that other inbox or start playing with sandbox or looking into an assistant, but just remember at all times that 
you have agency on this, both in how you feel about it and how you manage it. So coming from that place might just feel more empowering and you might feel more capable of getting yourself to the place that actually feels a lot better about your inbox. Mm, Awesome. And my final action step is just be curious about it. So I think once you've done, you've taken your approach and done what you just said, then I think the next step is to just be like, huh, what kind of stuff is coming into my inbox? And what do I want in my inbox? And starting Mm. to separate that out. So for me, it was definitely separating work from personal. But I think even if you can just be curious about it and start observing, like what kind of emails you're actually getting and and sending and what you want to be getting and sending, I think that that's a really good first step to guiding you to which tools and processes will really support that. So... Hello, this has been so fun. So tell everybody where they can get in touch with you. They want to chat and learn more. Yeah, I am Willow Loves You online. Um, Willow doesn't have the W on the end. So it's W-I-L-L-O and then willowlovesyou.com. And I'm on Willow Loves You on like everything, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, everywhere. So you can find me and say hello. Yay, awesome. Thanks so much, Willow, for being here. Yeah, thanks for having me. See you soon. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Wellpreneur Podcast. As always, you can get all the links to everything we talk about in the show notes, which are available at wellpreneuronline.com. So I hope this episode's given you some ideas for how you can make your own email inbox feel a little bit more manageable and like it's actually supporting your business and your productivity and your life rather than overwhelming you and feeling controlled by it. I'd love to chat with you about your takeaways from this episode and what you're going to do to take back control of your inbox over in our Wellpreneur community group on Facebook. Just go into Facebook and type in Wellpreneur community and request to join and we'll see you in there. Okay, have a fantastic week and we'll see you back here next week with the next episode.